Hi, my name is Allie Williams, and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored, built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I am indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world, but that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're gonna discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to Life Right Up Your Alley. Hello, hello. We are back. It is 2023 and oh my gosh, you guys, it has been half a year since I have had a season with you. So I'm really excited to be back. I am excited to dive into this episode and um, I really hope that you had a good 2022 and that you are feeling like 2023 is kicking off the way that you always wanted and you know sometimes that's the truth sometimes it's not it's always so funny this time of the year so it is you know mid part of january 2023 right now and i feel like this is the time when people start to wake up I see that a lot in sales and companies that I get to coach in or um, in the ads that I run for different companies. Like people start to really wake up more so to the marketplace around this time. Um, But I think, you know, end of December and beginning of January is such a special time too because we get to rest. We're able to like take some space and rest and reflect and, you know, be with family and recoup and all of that. And I know that there's a lot of chaos that comes with it, but I also think it's so awesome. And I always took it for granted until I got older. I really think the last few years, I've realized how much I enjoy the January, February time period because we're not in this like full out sprint. You know, it is winter. It is a time of rest. It is a time of like working to set yourself up for you know the rest of the year. So with that, I think as we kick off this new season together, a big thing I want to be able to do is reflect with you on you know 2022 and what I learned. So I have 11 lessons from 2022 I want to take you through, and I want to just give you context on you know what happened in my life in 2022 so that it kind of gives you some context because last year was a whirlwind over here um full of some of the best stuff but also a whirlwind and that being said um i think even the best things when you pile good things on it can just create a tornado of chaos and sometimes it is hard to stop that train and so I feel like I relearned some lessons at the end of last year, just like 
feeling like, okay, wow, this train is like going too fast. Like maybe there's a little bit too much going for me to be able to feel really grounded and centered so that I can be, you know, the leader and the human one-on-one with people that, you know, I want to be and I was created to be. So if you've ever had a season like that, um, then you probably know that feeling to a degree. Um, If you haven't, amazing, good for you. Balance is a beautiful thing. And, you know, I think there are seasons where we need to recover and then there are seasons where we discover and I love discovery seasons. I love, you know, that chaos and the going fast. Um, But, you know, we always need a recovery season to partner with it so that we can glean what we need to glean and get what, we need to get out of those you know times and occurrences and so um, I'm in like full recovery mode uh, while still showing up and while still obviously working Um, but it's just you know being able to set that intention is really big so even before we go into what I did in 2022 I just want to um, ask you what season would you identify with more are you in more of a discovery season right now going and exploring and discovering new things and you know in like the chaos of the new um, because the new does bring chaos right like when there's something that you don't have context on you are going to come up against new things Um, and it's so fun and it is so much sometimes um but gosh it's so beautiful and then you know there's the other side so maybe you're in a recovery season maybe you are um you know in a place of reflection and you know maybe really focusing in on creating like systems in your business or job um you know making sure that you feel like there's space in your relationship or in your day-to-day life um you know I think discovery means we're like adding things, um, whether that's lessons, possessions, you know, uh, positions, occurrences, whatever that looks like. Recovery, we still may be adding things, but we are also subtracting. And so um, we need both of those seasons, that I, as I said, and I think we need awareness so that we can give ourselves grace in the seasons we're operating in because there are times when we can be in a recovery season and just tell ourselves like you're not doing enough you're not being enough you know you should go harder you should go faster we're not hitting these benchmarks when realistically like we need downtime in order to ramp up for those seasons where you are hitting those you know specific benchmarks or expectations um and so the expectations do need to change in a recovery season right like Productivity does look different when we're reflecting and when we're cleaning things up and we're putting systems in place and we're getting better and we're taking space. Um, So really allow yourself, if nothing else this year, to um, own which season you're in and also give yourself grace and understanding to have both so that you can get the most out of each. Um, So think through which one you are in and then I'm going to dive into what I did in 2022 and you know I want to kind of annotate too and kind of tell you like when I was in my discovery seasons and when I was in you know my recovery seasons so that being said um last year so 2022 in January I moved to a new city so that was exciting and unexpected and then from there I um ended up in April finding out I was going to be losing like a super key team member and then I also end of April brought on a new replacement team member 
Uh, and that was, you know, such an amazing thing looking back. But it was really hard at the time because I was only a few weeks away from getting married. So beginning of May, I got married. Um, I think good context to give you too is I got engaged in December 2021. So like a week before Christmas. Uh, so I was like coming in newly engaged and married, or I'm sorry, newly engaged and moving in the beginning of 2022 so that just felt like a lot to me um and then you know went right into getting married so we were engaged for four months and um then did the dang thing and put on a surprise wedding so that was really fun but the surprise wedding did um take a lot of like work and i didn't realize how heavy it would feel like lying to all these people that i loved um but i mean it was all for a good cause of course but woof that was a lot so I would say January through May big discovery time in my life um, lots of discovery and then from there in um, May June July I feel like you know I was in 50 50 like discovering marriage but also like recovering a lot because I was quite tired from the first few months of the year um, so really like in a regulation period honestly trying to like get my footing um, up until August so I in August I would say end of July August I can't remember the exact date I was working with a coach and she told me she was like you need to go on a sabbatical but I had bloom conference which is one of my largest you know investments in business that I do um, and so I had this big beautiful conference planned with so many people coming and you know rallying around me and you know all of my team members um, who are like ready to go and so um, I in you know that time period beginning of August end of July got the feedback like hey you should take a sabbatical like you need some space and I totally knew in my spirit and in my body and in my mind like yep she is so right but I did not have space for it honest to goodness like I did not have what I needed to be able to lead myself well in that season so um I just buckled down and I was like absolutely I'm gonna try and like create a little bit more rest on my weekends but you know the chaos was coming so anyway we buckled up and in and then um you know august i ended up hiring a few new hires i want to say like three new people came on my team um and so that was really fun and we were you know playing with three different businesses so i have my agency and then i have you know my personal brand and coaching arm and then i have a floral business so we were like balancing all of those um, which Bloom Conference brings out a need for all of them. So it was really funny and really humbling kind of like figuring out how to instruct people to support in that. Um, and the team grew rapidly in that time. Um, so then we went into September, which was Bloom Conference. Honestly, you guys, it was so great. And there were a lot of moments. I felt almost like unsettled to a degree in some moments because it was so good like I was like wow we have grown so much like this team has grown so much you know I've grown so much this community has grown so much so it was almost like whoa you know that I felt that so much that weekend and then um I or I guess it was a week it wasn't a weekend and then you know just also reflecting on like wow we've um you know we've done this and just like I was in awe of 
just the transformation I think within that too of like wow this is possible and wow like this is what I was created to do so it had so many great feelings the logistics were crazy heavy we did so much you guys because it was like full on my team I did not hire um, event coordinators or anything like that it was everyone on my team it was amazing to be able to see everyone come together a lot of new hires too made it happen as well so I was just so proud of that team and really proud of what we had done um, but on the other side, I was quite burnt out, honestly. And so I, I didn't realize it yet, but I had output so much energy. So, um, you know, I, I kind of gave myself a little bit of space to reflect and then really went into agency full gear, which um, Malibu Media, we found out around this time, um, that's the name of my agency or was the name, was um, actually... It was a crazy situation, you guys. Um, the, a company by the same name of my company um, was actually the parent company of multiple porn companies. So there's no way we could have known that because they publicly never used their parent company name. Um, they just had a lot of other businesses that then you know financially were managed by the same LLC name that I was operating with for my primary business, my agency. So I got a call from my attorney and learned that and was in like utter shock and, you know, called all kinds of experts and really realized like there was nothing that we could do. Even with a trademark, it did not matter because um, the state of California had found that that company that was named the same name as my company um, was actually... Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. They were pulling people's information and then suing people who were like consuming their content. So they're kind of like bringing people in with pornography, pulling their information, and then um, they were actually suing them for copyright. And they were doing it in many states across the nation, literally like thousands of different cases. And oh my gosh, it was horrible. So, you know, all of the SEO, all of you know, that name was all over the internet because the state of California had shut them down and now it's actually going to a national level. Um, but there was nothing that we could do. It was just completely out of our hands, like no amount of media, no amount of SEO, no amount of strategy or ads would keep us from being associated with this horrible company that had the same name. So that was, you know, kind of, thrown at me right before a bloom conference and after bloom conference we had space to you know create a new brand and launch it out and we're still in the process of actually rolling out the full rebrand because that company is you know extremely um, complex and has so many different pieces so we just renamed it to Ruya Media and we're rolling out the full rebrand in March so that's super exciting um, but then you know trying to figure out how are we scaling this company while dealing with all of the legal on that side while you know shouldering a rebrand well it was a lot it was so much you guys and so um, that called for October to be extremely focused and then in November, I started to feel around Black Friday and just all the work we do for our clients around Black Friday, some pretty big burnout coming in. And I would say it was absolutely not the worst burnout I've ever had. It was just a deep burnout in my soul. Like I just felt like I had nothing more spiritually or mentally to be able to give to those around me that I loved. 
Um, and so that was a horrible feeling. It was a horrible feeling to feel like I had met the end of myself. Though, you know, I that's my goal. You know, I, I want to go to heaven one day and be like, you know, I left it all on the field. But um, last year, I definitely left it on the field and felt like I, I didn't come up short at all, but I felt like I was just at a season of like depletion if that makes sense so I started to realize that in November but you know we pushed through we had a really enlightening Black Friday my first Black Friday in media you know working through a recession um, or you know whatever it is um, so economically you know people were buying in very different patterns than they have in the past few years so that taught me a lot as a media buyer and a CEO of multiple companies um, and then from there in December, we really finished strong. My employees all stopped working um, after the 15th or the 14th of December. So they put in two good weeks and then I just let them take the rest of the year off, which felt really great for me. That's something I've always wanted to be able to do for them um, so they could be fully present. So that was awesome. And I think being able to, you know, encounter rest in that time has been so sweet. And then from there, I've been able to start off this year off of social media pretty much completely. Um, and I've really just focused in on like what's in front of me and optimization. And that's felt so good. So it was a big year and just full of so many great lessons. I would say I was in Discovery Zone almost the entire time, except for a few seasons where, you know, maybe I had weekends blocked off so I could recover and really reflect, especially on marriage itself. Um, and then in December more so on the year and everything that God had done and everything that had been happening in our businesses, we like doubled our businesses again this year and it was so cool to be able to see multiple businesses hit multiple six figures and you know that was a huge huge dream of mine to be able to build this way um and so the reflection is so important in figuring out like what is going to feel aligned and what is sustainable and best for our clients my team myself and life this year so i'm really excited to be able to get into this year so before we get into anything i wanted to share some of the lessons that i have learned and it's funny the ones i've written down after reflection are so different than what i expected so um i hope that you guys identify with them i do believe that you will um but i think 2022 changed me a lot as a person I would say that 2020, 2021, and 2022 were like foundational years for me specifically in growing as a leader and as myself, a human. So I'm just really shocked almost reading back on what I feel were the most important lessons because I do believe there are things that younger me just would have never prioritized and this would just slap her in the face because I had you know areas that I was not aware in yet truly so I'm excited it makes me happy to be able to share these with you and it's it's always fun to surprise yourself right so um the first life lesson I learned in 2022 is marriages is just is just as much of a job as your job obviously more so um, but you know just like you have things that you need to do day in and day out in work like you need to be able to offer that to your marriage you need to be able to offer that to your family your relationships and I do believe I knew that 
in friendship and I knew that in um, my family and in work but it it was really interesting to add the marriage element in and just see you know the coming together of two people um, is so amazing and also is a process like you're just like not automatically completely aligned even if you've had a really intentional fit of dating and you know time of dating so that was that was really humbling for me um and then also understanding like hey there's nothing in the world that i can achieve that is going to fulfill me the way that you know my faith does and my marriage does right like there is fulfillment to be had there and maybe it doesn't make you know more money or you know bring you know people or anything like that it's something though that needs you know, to be so nurtured and taken care of. And I just had not created space in my life last year for that to happen. So that really schooled me and um, that really humbled me. And I'm really excited because this year I feel like there's so much more space for that to be realistic. And um, yeah, I already can feel the fruit of it. So that's such a great lesson. So the second lesson is your happiness is your business. And I think this goes hand in hand really with the marriage one. Um, You know, I think I am my personality type. I love to build things and I do not believe I get my worth from the results of what I do, but I want amazing results for the people that I work alongside and the people I work with, um, my clients. And so I really realize that like if I was not happy and if I was not fulfilled as a human then like everything else was not going to work and I I think happiness is fleeting obviously I think that like joy is something that you know we want to cling to of course and cultivate Um, but you know I think I really got into the discipline and the self-control element the last few years to just become like the the best version of myself and I almost got to a point where I like lost the really like fun parts of me and that was something that I realized and it made me really sad um and so like your happiness is your business your happiness is your business like that it is up to me it is not something that someone can give me um joy cannot necessarily be given right like it is a choice and it is something that you prioritize and when you do prioritize it it is amazing to see the returns um and you know how it flows out of you and i think i have been really blessed my whole life with a lot of joy and happiness even in really hard times um and losing that really challenged me and not made me feel like i wasn't myself so um your happiness is your business and it's a worthy cause it is so please please like if if you're in a place where you're feeling Um, anything but that like it's okay to prioritize it and like I said there will be fruit on the other side of you prioritizing it but you do need to make it your business Um, three is no isn't rejection it's just a decision so I've never really heard it said that way Um, people talk about no it's not a dirty word right Um, you know you have to prioritize yourself etc etc we hear all the things Um, but one thing I really learned this year was like rejection is just a decision whether you're being rejected or 
um, like, or someone saying no to you and you're feeling rejected, um, or you're, you know, rejecting an offer from someone else saying no, um, reframing it. Like it's really not rejection. It's, it's really not personal when it comes down to it. It's just a decision. And like decisions are the beginning of big seasons of blessings. I really believe that if you're sitting in like the twilight zone of like a maybe, I think that's so hard on people and so I think there are seasons where you know data needs to be gathered and circumstances need to firm up so that you can make a decision 100% and I want you to know that like a no is not rejection it's just a decision from the party that is making it and there's progress in that so remove that that lie that is saying like, oh, I'm not good enough. Like it has nothing to do with that. Maybe it, it does, right? Maybe someone is doing better than you and they said yes to them if it comes down to like a business decision, but it's not personal. You're not being rejected. It's just an opportunity for you to reflect and get better realistically. Or, you know, a lot of the times when there is a no in a conversation, it just means that there is something better for you and more fit for where you are and just allowing yourself to really think that way and live that way you are going to encounter so much more freedom you really are and you're also i think rejection wants us to you know sit in pity or freeze or be like oh i knew that they you know i knew i was right because it almost like affirms the part of you that doesn't believe in yourself um but that's it's not the truth it really is just creating space for the next thing and if you're able to roll off of no's and be like oh cool well there's got to be a yes out here somewhere um naturally you guys you're going to create such amazing momentum and you keep yourself open to what is actually there for you right like god does have a plan there's something next for you so allow yourself to be open to that because i used to have a cycle of like oh i'm rejected i'm not enough you know if i'm not enough then i'm you know why am i even doing this and i would you know just kind of like spiral there's no reason for you to do that like making a decision is so powerful whether it's a yes or a no it's a decision and you allow yourself to be set up for progress and movement on the other side of it so let that allow you freedom Okay, number four is no work is beneath a real leader. No work is beneath a real leader. No conversation. You know, I um, I learned that and I have a great team. You know, my team expanded a lot last year and I really learned that just because I've hired someone to do something does not mean that I you know, do not need to do that over and over until I feel that they are doing it better than I ever could. And, you know, it all comes down to strategy of hiring. But if you own a business, if you, you know, lead a Bible study, if you um, lead a book club, if you're a leader in any sense of the term, then no work is beneath you. And I, I see a lot of people talk about optimization and how like, you know, if, you know, you can replace this, have someone do this, blah, 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 um, and getting things off your plate. And I think that is very true. And that's something I've really needed to focus on as well. But that does not mean that it's beneath me. Like if I hire someone to assist me in cleaning my house, which that's not something I do right now, but if I ever were to, then that does not mean the work is beneath me, right? Like that just means that I value it so much and also i think someone else can do it better than me <laughs> and that person should be respected and they should be given the tools that are necessary and they should you know have the time from you that's necessary so that they feel 
um, informed and valued. And so, you know, that is that, right? And I think being able to do work first before outsourcing it or asking someone else to do it around you gives you context to respect them. Like there is no one assisting you in anything um, or any activity that is ever beneath you. And I think sometimes with leaders, it can get like, there's, they're out of touch, right? So um, I think that mentality has allowed me to really like be in the dirt with those around me supporting me um, and realizing just the truth that like I am, am not above anything. I'm just building something and there are people who will be able to come alongside me and eventually do it better and they deserve like my time and respect just as much as you know I do from them, of course. So that was a really great lesson. The fifth one is, it's kind of going off of the fourth. Um, it's a wise leader knows when to release things. And that is one of those things where I had to learn the balance of, man, I there is nothing beneath me. I will do anything for the people around me and I will support them, especially my team, my husband, right? I'm going to do whatever they need me to do. Nothing is beneath me and I can meet people where they are and we can like build systems and progress together and get better together. And, you know, there are things that like I need to release. There are expectations I need to release. There are things on my plate that I need to release. There are so many things that are amazing, but they are also unnecessary to a degree if I want to fill my plate with things that will create progress in the next you know, phase that we're moving towards. So, you know, guarding your time is really important alongside obviously like putting it in the hands of people who are capable. And I think lesson four and five like really went together. And I feel like I sat on like a teeter totter between no work is beneath me if I'm going to be a real leader and in wisdom, I need to know when to release things and know that even if it's not done perfectly, if it is done, then that's progress and then we can go from there, right? I, I love things getting finished and you know, getting feedback that it's not good enough or that someone doesn't like something, like I can deal with that. I can get better easily. But if I'm sitting on things or I'm the bottleneck or you're the bottleneck in something, then like progress is being inhibited. So beware of that. Number six is everything doesn't need to be announced. And I think I've operated in this for many years, but there are a lot of things that, you know, just don't need to be announced. Like there are a lot of things it's okay to keep private. Um, and that doesn't mean that you can't speak on it later, but there are many parts of life that it's actually so lovely to just have like um, anonymity in. And I just need permission sometimes to do that. So hopefully this gives you permission to do that. Like not everything needs an announcement. Not everything needs, you know, a public service announcement. Um, we can do things in silence and they can still hold deep worth. Everything takes more time than you expect, so plan accordingly. That's number seven. Holy crap. This <laughs> number seven and number eight are, I think, the other kind of like teeter-totter that I was balancing on last year. Um, everything takes more time than you expect, so plan accordingly. If you are able to operate off of that like worst case scenario time frame, then you are going to be able to 
get things optimized you're going to have space for mistakes to be made and then you can feel an integrity when things get done and on the flip side of that you are going to also be able to get better you know um there's nothing better than creating space and knowing that you can do it and having confidence and then finishing it on time or early right that is in itself progress and then you can get better and better and better over time and it's so lovely it's such a blessing to you and those around you that you're serving that are working alongside you so I really like that mentality and that's something I learned a lot of last year um, when expanding my team like if I can do something in two days that doesn't mean that when I have employees around me supporting that they can do it in two days like realistically it might take two weeks and I need to be okay with that and I need to be able to set those expectations correctly and lead them well and then lead my client well and communicate with them um, in order to be successful and I I believe this is true in everything I think it's true um, in relationships as well and so you know things are going to take more time than you expect so plan accordingly and then number eight is it's probably going to feel harder than expected so plan accordingly (laughs) this one is so true for me and I think it's true in a lot of areas of my life from last year like moving I've moved a lot of times you guys like moving feels hard for me still Um, and it took me four or five moves to realize like whoop I'm gonna have to take time off I'm gonna have to communicate to everyone who's depending on me I'm going to have to ask for help and have movers like I just can't sacrifice myself in order to get this done super quickly and act like it's going to be easy because it takes a lot out of me right Um, and so that's you know in moving it's in you know every element of life realistically but assuming things are going to be harder than expected allows for a plan that you can give yourself grace in and that feels really good so from there um, we're going to go into nine and that is (laughs) this one's really good I really like this one assumptions only serve your ego I've learned this in marriage now. I've learned this in friendship. I've learned this with employees. I've learned this with clients. I've learned this with platforms I work on. I've learned this in coding. I've learned this in accounting. I am telling you, assumptions only serve your ego, right? And I had a lot of assumptions with people last year because I was in some seasons feeling like anxious and so I would just assume like oh she probably doesn't want to talk to me or she probably doesn't like me or oh this client might be mad or maybe they're disappointed or um you know what like this employee probably can't do that so I don't need to ask her to do that um there are so many like dirty assumptions and I don't really need to use the word dirty but like they felt icky when I realized the truth that you know, I was afraid of rejection or I was afraid to communicate and disappoint someone or I was afraid to put too much on someone and make them feel something hard. When realistically, when you just communicate ahead of time and you just set expectations and you're just extremely transparent and you prioritize human connection and, you know, really share reality, everyone understands, right? And so it was, you know, me, my ego really liked those assumptions because I felt like I was protecting myself and realistically I was just blocking myself from grace and people understanding and getting better and you know building up my team so and like marriage and you know letting you know my husband understand me or or respect me or love me right and and vice versa with them as well so that was a really big one like 
assumptions only serve your ego like don't assume assumptions are so lazy I was so lazy in so many sectors of life last year because I just wanted to protect myself from disappointment and really I, I only protected myself from connection and from being seen and from getting better so don't hide behind assumptions just to serve your ego just to feel safe um, and you know some people will be intense like if something is off a timeline and you have to communicate that in your job um, like some people may be disappointed, but ha have a solution, right? Have some human connection, like let them know what's going on. And like, you can't beat that, right? Like some, sometimes things don't go to plan and that's okay. We're humans. Um, and in that, you know, you will stay within a, uh, tighter timeline or you'll understand what went wrong or whatever that looks like the next time, if you're able to communicate if you're able to communicate because you're able to like learn from that and like own it and then it really synthesizes as a lesson i talk like we did something crazy too last year like i mean it, this was a lot of me like last year i think i operated in a lot of excellence for people but i really pulverized myself and it didn't serve me it didn't really serve them i really like gate kept myself from being seen in a way because i just didn't feel comfortable being seen and that was a me thing and so yeah i i also want to preface that like i i sound critical but really it's almost like a criticism of myself and like being able to clearly see like wow i wish i had given myself more grace and i wish i had like understood my tendencies in that so 10 two more here we go number 10 is small steps each day climb a mountain and build a leader so if there is a mountaintop there are many ways you can get there, right? Like you could ride a gondola, you could ride a train, you could take a helicopter to the top, or you could climb. And you know, there are some people who uh, could easily climb a mountain because, you know, they're consistently training for that. And then there are some people who have never trained in their life and maybe could try and climb a mountain. And obviously the journey is going to be a little bit different for one person versus the other. Um, but in 20, gosh, what year was that? 2016, I climbed a 14er with one of my good friends, Molly, and I didn't train for it. And a 14er is like, um, there are multiple, I, I think there are like 10 or something like that, 14ers. So they're like the really high mountains in Colorado, but they're all over the world. And so, you know, they're a challenge to climb. And so her and I were in a wedding uh, for one of our best friends one weekend. And then we literally left the reception, packed our bags, drove to the airport, flew to Denver. And then we were there for a concert one night. And then we went and climbed a 14er the next day. It was wild, you guys. And uh, the stamina of a 22 year old, you just, you can't beat it. What I would give for that again. And we went and we started climbing, I think at like 4 a.m. And it was so challenging. And Molly is so spry and physically fit. So it was like quite easy for her. And I was in like good shape, but I wasn't in great shape. And I had never done anything like that. And the, you know, the um, air was a lot more thin in Colorado and at that altitude. And so 
man, it was super challenging for me. And I just remember walking up this mountain and I was like quite miserable. It was so hard. And, you know, I finally got to the top and every single person at the top had had a different journey, right? Like me, maybe it took me significantly longer and it was hard, but I got there. Um, You know, for Molly, like she could go like up, down, up, down, you know, twice and not be phased at all. Um, And either way, like I realized when I got to the top of that mountain, that you know it was like these three inch steps that I was taking the last mile of this mountain that got me to the top and I didn't need to compare myself necessarily to you know people who are able to just like jump around and you know be so spry at the top and like could do it a million times over I just needed to like look at myself and realize like okay you know, these are the emotions that I was feeling. These are the steps that I took, but it was those steps that made me um, realize my capability and that meant they were full of value, you know, and it didn't really matter the style in which I got there. It mattered that I got there and, you know, everyone gets there in different ways. You could take an airplane or uh, you could take a helicopter, right? You could, you know, take a car up on some of them. You can drive to the top, Um, you know, the way you get to the top of the mountain is really just a detail. Um, but like, I want to be the kind of leader and I want to be the kind of person that like, no matter how hard it's just taking those small steps every day and arrives at the top. And it's not really about being at the top. It's about like who I really became as I got there. And I, I really feel that in business. I feel that in marriage a lot going into this year Um, like I, I don't really need to make these massive moves. I don't need to, you know, just pull a million dollar a year out of nowhere and it just feel like luck. Like I, I want to be the person that like enjoys the journey, no matter how many steps it takes and how small the steps are. And, you know, how many times I have, you know, a moment of weakness and being like, wow, can I do this? Right. Um, I want to be the woman who continues to go. And I, I think that, there's deep value in arriving that way. I really learned that on that mountaintop. And it's really funny because when I was reflecting on last year, I I realized the last three years have been that, like so many small steps and there's been progress. There's been so much progress. It's absolutely amazing to see what these businesses have turned into and what they're doing. And, you know, I'm really humbled by that. But I have so much to learn still as a leader and I just, I hope that I always stay committed to doing it the way that helps me really appreciate the journey, right? Like I hope I'm always the woman who will train and climb and do it when it's hard, um, even when I could take the helicopter, right? And I think that there's there's value in that. So I'm, I'm really excited to just be able to lean into that mentality this year. And that brings us to the 11th and last lesson that I learned in 2022. And that one is, and this one like makes me emotional because I've seen so much come to pass. So like, I'm going to say it and then we'll kind of dive into it, but it's the miracles do come and they are often predicated with disappointment, failure, and lack, but that doesn't mean they don't come. And I, oh my gosh, I didn't think I would cry, but the miracles do come, you know, whether you have a really hard day or year or week, 
or you know you have like the easiest most incredible fruitful successful day year week um there are going to be highs and lows right and i have just really enjoyed growing up and i'm 28 right now next month i turn 29 and i have just found so much joy in seeing miracles come to pass for those that i love and you know there are a lot of really intense valleys that we walk through and that's not something that they necessarily like tell us when we're growing up or maybe they do but i didn't pay attention and you know i've seen so many of my friends in you know growing a family or in marriage or in business or in you know family matters you know with parents or siblings struggle and fail and feel frustrated or face rejection or you know horrible things happen and you know the last few years it's been interesting because i feel like i'm getting into this stage and you may feel this too of life and adulthood and and womanhood where i'm seeing friends you know miscarry or you know really hard things happen um with family itself or you know big dreamers that i've been able to start businesses alongside you know quit or fail or have really hard circumstances or years come up and it is so hard to see them walk through it but over and there are moments too like i i started my business in 2017 so there have been times for me too where like I've just been like so confused by failure or disappointment or not hitting goals or you know not being good at something right um, and just walking through that disappointment with people is always so gut-wrenching and it's so hard and then on the other side like over the years now I'm starting to see like huge miracles happen and I see that in my life and I see that in their lives and you know I don't think they get the attention that they deserve but also I know that we're busy living life um, but like the things that you go through that are hard actually like do hold deep value and they will bring you wisdom and on the other side there's going to be a miracle and just recently I'm like thinking of a few different situations for friends like seeing these solutions and these miracles come to life after years of prayer and heartbreak and struggle um it gives it this value and it gives life this depth that i never knew was possible you know and i just want more of that and if i can really like leave you with anything if you ever encounter me <laughs> right you know if, if this is the only episode or the only words you ever hear from me i just want you to know that like the highs will come and the lows will come and they will hit really hard and they will prepare you for things that you could never imagine if you continue. And one of my favorite things that I say, I feel like I've said it on this podcast a million times is that, you know, the people who win or the people that you may look up to are simply the people who did not quit. And so let that be the number one thing that you know i'm able to take into this year alongside you and that you're able to take into this year it's that you know we just should not quit allow us to continue to do allow us to continue to be there's deep value in that and 
I don't ever want you to feel like you're alone or forsaken or, you know, that you don't have what it takes because that's not true. It's not true. It's never going to be true. You just need to persevere. It's just the tenacity and that tenacity in your veins just needs to be acknowledged. And I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to go hard and fry your adrenal glands and hustle into the next millennium. I don't want that for you. I just want you every single day to take a step forward and understand that that progress is proof and an expression of faith that you know there's a miracle on the other side. And in that you're going to realize you're not doing it for the miracle, you're doing it for the woman you're becoming. And and that's enough. She's enough. And, you know, I hope this year and I pray this year that you can become so proud of her. And, you know, I, I'm on the same mission right here alongside you just to, to leave it all in the field and, and also to trust the process and to be who we were created to be. And so, you know, happy to leave you with some like sappy, you know, emotional words. Um, not exactly where I expected this to go, but all the same, I'm really proud of you. I really am. And, um, you know, even just consuming a podcast and like listening to other people, I, I just think um, being able to like learn and to um, consume is so brave. And I think getting better every single day is such a blessing and it's also a lot harder sometimes than we realize. And so here is to us continuing and to getting better and to uh, enjoying the process and to understanding too that um, 2023 is going to hold a lot of ups and downs and they are molding you with so much purpose and you are significantly bigger than any circumstance um, on the mountaintops and in the valleys. You are just you and that's enough. So cheers to all the lessons 2022 held. Here's to 2023. I'm so excited to be able to do this to you. I'm so excited to be back. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. It would be amazing if you left a five star review explaining why you love this podcast as we dive into this season. I'm really excited to create for you guys and I'm really thankful that we get to do this together. So with that said, have an amazing day and I will catch you in the next episode.